Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is a new coverstone dream entitled Precision Prayers. And I have to say, this one has changed the way I'm praying for the better. And the main point of it is really talking about poisoned water. Now, let me back up before I bring it to you. Let me refresh your memory. We've been talking about this for a while. February 27, 2011, during praise and worship, Leslie gets up, grabs the microphone, and this is what she said. Now, again, this was, well, 2011, 11 years ago. She said, the Lord says there's going to be something put in our water system in many cities of this nation. Now, I suspect that it's snake venom. I do not know that, but that's my, that's be the first place I start suspecting. People will begin to get sick and some will die. Many people will turn to drinking bottled water, but environmentalists will complain about plastic bottles damaging, quote, Mother or Earth. And the Lord says, these things are a lie. My children that have ears to hear, make sure you get a good, reliable water filter. You will not be able to trust the tap water or the bottled water. And that's what this word is about to say. The only thing you can trust is my word and trusting in me, says the Lord. You must get something to filter the water. It didn't say boil. To filter the water, you're going to need it. Now, we talked about this a couple of months ago. So if you go right here, I can't say some of the words here. If you go right here, look this up. Look up, watch the water. And this guy here talks for about 45 minutes, and he also says that there's going to be a poison. In other words, not a bug that can be killed with boiling, but a poison. And I think I remember him saying that it also was going to be snake venom. Now, again, we do not know that, but nevertheless... We have checked, and yes, the Berkey water filter filters it all out. Let's go on. So here's the new prayer, <laughs> precision prayers. Here's the new dream, which, by the way, he said he had 17 times in a row. Okay, Bible says a mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. So when someone has the dream 17 times in a row, that gets my attention. That is God screaming at us, saying, you better listen. So I, for one, and I believe you too, we're listening. So he says, so when the dream started, I was standing at the port of Los Angeles. I saw a sign. In the shipping yard, there were larger containers being lifted off the ships. I saw eight jet black containers. Now the picture is red, but that's all the picture I can find. <laughs> eight jet black containers sat on the ground about 15 feet apart, and they were pristine and clean with large Chinese, that's the important part, Chinese letters in black on them as well. The letters were about five by five with a brown background that really stood out almost like 3D on the containers. The important part there is Chinese. I believe the interpretation is warning us that if we don't pray against this, this can come. Now, I will also say, I think a lot of coverstone dreams are not prophecies, meaning they're not guaranteed to come. They're guaranteed to come if we don't pray. And that's the reason I'm asking people to go to prophecyclub.com Slide down to the bottom, sign up for Fast Gap, where you stand in the gap to pray and fast for America. Now let's go on. He said, it was light outside, and I could almost see a large clock tower that seemed to be about high above the shipping facility. It was on exactly three o'clock, and all eight doors of the containers began to bang and shake violently. Suddenly the doors opened and a man in the military equipment rode out of the first container on a very large green dirt bike. 
It had leather saddlebags on both sides of the seat and very large knobby tires. The helmet came off the head of the man on the motorcycle. He stepped off the bike with putting the kickstand down. He was Oriental, obviously Chinese, since they had big Chinese letters. He was Oriental and began screaming towards the trucks and pointing in different directions. He was very, very angry. His face was very, very red. And suddenly, he checked his watch, put his helmet on, got back on the motorcycle, and started it. The clock struck four. Now, what's the significance between three o'clock and four o'clock? I think it is showing us how much time is different. Now, I don't think it's an hour. I don't think it's a year or a month. I think that God is simply trying to say that there's a little bit of time between when the guys from China arrive to do a lot of damage inside America, between when they arrive and when they actually do the damage. That's the point so far. The clock struck four, and there was a deep bell that rang, and the earth shook for a moment. I want to believe that that is that earthquake when we split Israel, which we could pray away, and we're trying to pray that away. Then out of the, the each of the containers came about 25 soldiers. So there's seven or the eight containers, 25 soldiers in each of them do the math. On the same kind of motorcycles with the saddlebags at bags and AK-47s over their backs, meaning that they're going to be going armed to put poison in the water. That's where we're going here. At this point, I could see RPGs and lots of ammo and weapons in those saddlebags. So this is attacks from within the United States by Chinese. That's, that's the only way you can interpret it. And when the first soldier took off out of the port, the rest of them followed and went in different directions. In other words, they spread all over America. Again, I'm saying, brothers and sisters, I, I don't believe this has to come. I believe we can pray this away. I believe that that is what God is telling us this for, so it doesn't have to come. But we do have to fast and pray, because fasting gets a, a more powerful prayer, a better answer than just praying alone. Now, by the way, we'll take your prayers alone, but we prefer to have prayers with fasting behind them. So the first soldier took off the poor, the rest of them followed, and went in different directions once they were outside the fence line. The scene changed. I was hearing news reports and seeing newspaper headlines with serious face reporters announcing deaths all over the country in both rural, both rural and metropolitan areas. The reports were about water systems being poisoned. Now, poison is different than if they put a bug in it. It's not some kind of a virus or a bacteria. Virus and bacteria can be fixed with boiling. And of course, they realize that. But if it were something like some kind of a poison, like, say, snake venom, and I do not know that that's what it is, then boiling it is not going to remove it. Okay, a poison is different. The only way you can get rid of the poison is to filter it out. Again, I'm not an expert on that, but that is my understanding based upon the information up to this point. The reports were about water systems being poisoned in various places around the country. Again, both rural and metropolitan areas. I saw the headlines. Entire communities poisoned through water supply. I'll read it again. Entire communities poisoned through water supply. So somehow they're able to put this poison, whatever it might be, into the water supply, both in small, probably medium, and definitely large areas as well. Reporters were telling people to drink nothing 
but bottled water. But now we know that the prophecy says bottled water is also going to be poisoned. Okay, so if they don't filter that water, now this is me talking, not an expert, but if they don't filter that water before they put it in a bottle, if it comes from a source that has the poison in it, it's also going to be poison. You can certainly put poison in a bottle. Does that make sense? Reporters are telling the people to drink nothing but bottled water or water they knew that was not connected to the local water supply. I'm going to say don't trust it because, again, I'm not an expert, but my guess is that they can also squirt the poison down into the ground and then it spreads through the ground water supply too. Again, I'm not an expert, but let's put it this way. I'm not going to take any chances. I mean, all of my water is all filtered through a Berkey and it has been that way for I don't know, 20, 22 years, something like that, connected to the local water supply. It was affecting both larger and smaller communities, but not every community. It was impacting the West more so than other places in the U.S., according to the reporters, and they were announcing that there were National Guard units, fully armed, watching water facilities. So they call out the National Guard over there. National Guard is actually guarding the water facilities. That's how bad it gets. Thousands were reported as having died. Hospitals were full of heavily poisoned people getting medical treatment. And FEMA centers were being set up in those regions. An emergency broadcast announcement was running along the bottom of the TV screens and monitors stating that, here it is, here it is, boiling water was not an effective way of making any water safe. I'll read it again. Boiling water was not, was not, was not an effective way of making any water safe. If it's a virus or a bug, fine, boil it, it's good to go. But if it's a poison, uh, that won't get rid of it. Again, I'm not an expert, that's just my understanding. I then saw a clock tower above a municipal water supply and its hands pointed to 405, meaning that the difference between when they get here and when they actually activate is one time period from three to four. But when they get here, it's a very short time. Once they they begin, it's a very short time to where they continue. That's what it's basically saying. In other words, don't get that confused with actually a time on a clock. Now, I'm going to encourage you. I knew this was coming. So here's what we did. We called Berkey and said, how many Berkey water filters do you have? And they said, we really don't want to tell you that. And I, so I said, okay, then buy all that we can possibly buy, all that we can possibly afford. So we have Berkey's in stock, all of them. And so here's what you do. Here You go right here, go to prophecyclub.com. You click on Berkey right here to get your Berkey. We have them in stock, all of them. I've been told currently, this is what I'm to tell you, currently, currently, <laughs> we have all the Berkey's in stock. She says, but they're going to go fast. So the, the big Berkey is the cheaper one. We actually recommend you get some extra filters because, yes, filters do clog and wear out and have to be replaced. She says the big Berkey and is very popular, but people really order the Royal, mostly the Royal and the Imperial. I personally have a crown filter with uh, eight filters in it because the crown filter can filter enough water for the whole neighborhood because, you know, some of your neighbors start dying from this or getting sick from this. Uh, and they don't have Berkey water filters, you know you're going to be giving water to them too. So I suggest you go there. Yes, we do have them in stock. And we just placed another order. So 
We are your Berkey supplier. We have them. Go to prophecyclub.com. Let's continue with the dream. I saw four lines of lights that seemed to be coming up from the border that reminded me of video of the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Now, let me talk about this a second. I prayed about this. Lord, show me the deep and secret things. Help me to understand this. Help me to understand and bring the truth to the people. I don't believe that this is talking about illegal immigrants streaming into our nation. I do believe that they are probably illegal, and they are probably streaming into into our nation. But because they are lit lit up with light, as it's about to say, I believe, and I want to believe, that they're coming in to get saved because they're hearing of the great revival that is taking place in America. That's what I want to believe. Now let's go on. I saw four lines of light that seemed to be coming up from the border that reminded me of the video of the Ho Chi Minh Trail. It seemed that many people were coming from the border, but in a very organized way. Okay, Again, I'm I'm not thinking that is an invasion. I don't think they're they're coming in just to come to America like it's happening right now. They moved north, hundreds of miles from California to Texas, with the lights. See, that's the key. If it was darkness, okay, I think that that's probably something bad. But in that it's lights... What I want to believe is they're coming up here because there's a great revival going on in America. With lights bright enough to be seen from space. See, that that doesn't sound like an invasion force. They all stopped moving at once, and when they did, smaller light trails from within the U.S. started moving towards the big light. I want to believe that this is Christians from in America going down and helping them to find themselves their way to the sports stadiums to get saved. That's what I want to believe. Light trails from within the U.S. started moving towards the big light where the movement had stopped. So to me, it's a, it's a picture of people f- up from Mexico that are not coming here to move. They're coming here to get saved. They're coming here to be a part of that great revival. It was like watching moths being drawn to, drawn to a flame. You see, the Holy, Bible says no one can call Jesus Lord except the Holy Spirit draws them. I get that it's the Holy Spirit drawing people from Mexico and all of the southern nations up to come to the great revivals because America has received judgment and finally the great revival. Remember, I told you, August the 8th, 2015, Saturday night, Lord, I don't have anything to say for the sermon tomorrow morning. What do you want to say? And I heard words. I promise I heard words sitting in this chair looking at this monitor. And they said, this is the time of miracles. Miracles like no one has seen, going all the way back to Adam and Eve. You tell them, as judgment hits, so are my miracles. You tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. I'm going to meet the devil inch for inch, step for step, pound for pound. Everything he does, I'm going to meet him. It was like watching moths being drawn to a flame. I want to say it was like watching people being drawn to the miracles, drawn to Jesus, by his miraculous spirit and power. It was like watching moths being drawn to the flame, and the source light kept getting bigger and bigger. See, that didn't sound like trouble to me. It sounds like the sports stadiums get bigger and bigger and bigger and fuller and fuller and fuller, and more people getting saved. Light keep getting bigger and bigger, and then it flashed once all the smaller lights were attached. It went dark for a few moments, then pulsed. Then exploded, and the light was spread in hundreds of miles beyond the source of the explosion. Sounds like a lot of people got saved. And they can't shut up about Jesus. That's what I want to believe. The clock showed 410. 
In other words, we got from three to four along space. And then once it starts, we see 405, 410, small space. Small embers of flames were coming down around the clock, but not catching the ground on fire. In other words, it wasn't bad. It wasn't enemy. It wasn't warfare. These embers, I believe, is the Holy Spirit and the miracles going out and they're just spreading every place because at the end of this, the tribulation will start and then, as the world says, holy hell will hit the earth for seven years. Small embers of flames were coming around the clock but not catching the ground on fire, although it looked like it should have because it's not warfare. I believe it's the Spirit of God. Miracles. There was sudden silence that permeated the atmosphere, and I then saw the clock strike 4.15, meaning we got a long time from 3 to 4. Once it starts 4 to 5, 4 to 10, to 4.15. In other words, these are events are happening quickly. I think the numbers are simply trying to show us the difference in time between when the Chinese arrive, when the trouble starts, when the miracles all begin. Then saw the clock strike 4.15, and there seemed to be an alarm going off across the nation. The scene changed again. I saw churches of all shapes and sizes, which were surrounded by mobs of people who were screaming. They chanted hostile threats. Okay, so the devil got mad because it was great revival. So he's trying to squash it out. They chanted hostile threats, <clears throat> but, they were staying <clears throat> but they were staying some distance away from each church, around 150 feet. Inside the churches, I, hear, I could hear people leading others in prayer, but their prayers had no power or authority. And the crowds kept surging. Why would their prayers have no power and authority? Well, it could be that they're backslidden Christian. But in light of a great miracle, a great revival just taking place, my guess is it's a bunch of Christians that just got saved don't know the scriptures, don't know who they are, they can't quote the scriptures, and so they don't understand their power and their authority. So they're praying, but they don't really know. How, and that's the whole point of this. The title of it is Precision Prayers. So what the Lord is trying to encourage us to do is no more general prayers. You know, Lord bless America, uh, general prayer. Okay, he wants us to get specific with our prayers. He wants us to use and to quote verses that tell the devil who you are, that you have the authority to kick him all over through the blood of Jesus Christ. But the prayers had no power or authority, and the crowds kept surging. Suddenly, and at least five locations, I saw arrows fired into the crowd from the roof of the churches. Each of these arrows scattered the hostile crowd as they impacted only the pavement and the protesters fled. So it's saying that the prayers, even though they didn't have as much power and authority as they should have, we're still doing some damage to the evil ones. As I watched the people scrambling, I noticed that there was an archer on each of those church roofs, and it appeared to be the very same man firing the arrows in each direction, each location, and at precisely the same time. So what I see is people in the churches praying, probably new converts, and they're praying, and they don't really understand prayer, they don't understand who they are, and they're not praying exactly correct. And that's the whole point of it. He wants us to pray precisely. No general, you know, protect us. Okay, that's good. That's a general prayer, though. He wants us to be precise with the prayers. And as a result of the imprecise, the general prayers, then when the Lord does act, he acts all together, and he acts all at the same time. 
The alarm had been going off from the clock during this entire time. It stopped as the man began walking towards me. This is the angel that visits him. It was the man I see in the dreams, and he had a quiver full of sheer white arrows. Well, what is that? That's the arrows of the Lord. That is our prayers being answered by the Lord. He had a quiver full of sheer white arrows with extremely sharp points. Over his shoulder, from over his back, he pulled a very large, long bow and put the bottom of it on the ground. He stood silent for a few moments, surveying the area, but turned to me and said, here it is, here it is, this is the important part, there must be precision in your prayers. In other words, no more general prayers. No more, well, you know, bless me, it's got to be specific. Specific, what we want the Lord to do. Specific, I'm sending out the ministering, protecting, guardian, and warrior angels. Do not pray for the warrior angels till you put on the full arm of God, ask your sins to be forgiven, and the angel will be put round about you. Ministering, protecting, guardian, warrior angels to destroy the evil works of darkness and evil high places. That's still too general. I think we've got to say to destroy the works of darkness and, for example, the media, the government, the I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> the government, the banking industry, the business industry, our um, banking industry, specific. There must be precision in your prayers from this point forward. This point forward? Okay, so what does that mean? I don't think it means we started the tribulation yet. I do think it means that there's a new spirit in the air. It's a spirit now of miracles. The judgment has arrived. And if we're, see, as, as evil abounds, so much the more does grace abound. So in that God finally brings forth those miracles, he's saying you've also got to bring forth more prayer, more precise prayer. You've got to do more battle in the spirit. Because as I pour out my spirit, you've also got to pour out and battle the spirit of the devil because he's come forward to it. Does that make sense? There must be precision in your prayers from this point forward. Absolute precision to counter the noise and the violence that will be aimed at the body. In other words, there was a great revival, and then the devil rises up to counter the great revival. So he's saying, look it, no more general prayers. You've got to be really specific here, guys. The church must remember that it is not by might, not by power, but by my spirit that will help you walk straight through the battle. He's saying that we can get through this. He's saying we can be victorious even in the middle of a great revival, which the devil counters. Through all of the trouble coming, we can be victorious, but we have to do it through our fasted, agreed prayers, which is why I'm sending you to prophecyclub.com. Scroll to the bottom. If you want to pray for Prophecy Club, you join Fast Track. If you want to pray for America, you join Fast Gap. Same fast. Different prayers arrives Tuesday night directly from me to you, and then we all do the, next, the same fast the next day. But if you just want to pray for Prophecy Club, then you're just on fast track. If you just want to pray for America, you're on fast gap. And, of course, I'd encourage you to join both of them because we're both trying to serve the Lord, okay? Now let's go on. So the church must remember. Matter of fact, I'll read that whole thing again. There must be precision in your prayers. From this point forward, absolute precision, he says it twice, to counter the noise and the violence that would be aimed at the body. Why? Because it was just a great revival. The church must remember 
that it is not by might or power, but my spirit, which will walk you through straight through the trouble. So what do you think if you're a member of a group of people that is fasting and praying? Don't you think that you're going to have better prayers? Absolutely. There must be precision. Third time he said it. Empowering your prayers, there must be. The war has arrived. Okay, why did the war arrive? Because the miracles arrived. Because as, the, as evil abounds, so much more to my grace abound. So as the great miracles arrive, we've got to pray more against the devil that rises, he said. The war has arrived, and those awake are on the front lines now, and you will never be able to get away from that line. I'll read that again. You will never be able to get away from that line, meaning where we are right now, there's no backing up. The America that we lived in two years ago, it's gone. It's gone, and it's not coming back. And he's saying from now on, you must pray. I believe you must fast, but you must pray precisely, and you better understand that once you tow the line, which we all better be towing the line, there's no backing up from that line. There's no backing up. Don't expect to go back to yesterday as it was. The good old days, they're gone. They left about two years ago. The war has arrived, meaning the miracles have also arrived. The great outpouring of his spirit has also arrived. The war has arrived, and those awake are on the front lines now, and you will never be able to get away from that line. Absolute precision. It's the fourth time he said it. Absolute precision is required in your prayers. After this, he quickly put an arrow into the bow and shot it straight up in the air. The arrow never came back down, but he kept looking into the air where he shot it, and he never looked back at me. Now, why did he shoot an arrow straight up in the air? Why is it that the arrow never came back? Because when we pray, our prayers do not return void. That arrow is never going to come back down because the arrow is going to hit that mark which we send it to. What that is saying is, my brothers and sisters, when you pray, pray precisely and pray and believe that it came to pass and know that your prayers are not returning in vain. It's not going to come back down. It's going to hit and to do that thing that you sent it forth to do. This is the time of prayers. And I'm going to ask something else. I've been praying a lot lately about this solemn September assembly. I don't know how to do it, but somehow I know we have to pray. I don't know if we can assemble. I don't know if maybe we can do some kind of an online thing where people join and get online, some kind of a Zoom call. Or, I don't know, but pray with me that God will show me how the church can pray because we need fasted prayer in this nation now more than ever. Okay, let's go on. After the saying, let me back up read that again. There must be precision and power in your prayers. There must be. The war has arrived, and those awake are on the front lines now, and you will never be able to get away from that line. Absolute precision is required in your prayers. After saying this, he quickly put an arrow into the bow and shot it straight up in the air. The arrow never came back down, but he kept looking into the air where he shot it, and he never looked back at me. Remember to be precise, as it matters more than ever right now. Then he disappeared before my eyes. The scene changed. I saw people watching TV monitors in airports and homes who were covering their mouths in horror at what they saw. 
It was summer, as the grass was browning from the heat. It was on the screens of every TV. People were crying, embracing each other, and seemingly in shock. Now, I do not know what that is. But let me summarize what this, this dream is really saying. It's saying at about 3 o'clock, an army of Chinese arrive in the U.S. Then at some time before the problems start, the bell sounds, the earth shakes. Chinese secretly poison many water supplies in America. Many die. Boiling of the water does not remove what I believe will be the poison. At 4.05, there's organized teams from the south pouring into the U.S. People from the south and north are drawn into the light explosion. Embers fly. I want to believe that that is a great revival. I want to believe that the light is the light of Jesus Christ and the gospel. I want to believe that that light explosion and the embers flying is once they start getting the spirit, they can't shut up and they're going around laying hands on all kinds of people, all kinds of miracles happen in every place. At 4.15, an alarm sounds across the nation. Scene changes. Churches become under attack. Does that make sense? That right after the revival gets going, the devil's going to raise his head too? Okay. White arrows from churches cause the crowd to scatter. So new believers that don't exactly understand who they are and what their power is through the blood of Jesus are still praying. But they're not, they're, there's not as much power in their prayers because they're praying generally and they don't know the scriptures. Anyway, but it's still doing some good. The alarm had been going off the clock during this entire time. The war were between light and darkness. It stopped as the man began walking towards me, saying, there must be precision in your prayers. No more generalized prayers. There must be precision in our prayers. No more generalized prayers. And the war will not stop until Jesus returns. We can only survive by our righteous, precision prayers. Our prayers do not return void. Our prayers will not return void, my brothers and sisters. So let me summarize. Here's what I recommend you do. First, go to prophecyclub.com, slide to the bottom, Get yourself signed up for either Fast Track, Fast Gap, or both. While you're at Prophecy Club, get yourself a Berkey water filter. I can tell you right now, there have been times when we could not get them. And if there's some kind of an emergency out there, poof, they're all gone. Every place, all the websites are all gone. We have a full supply. We have more coming. But I recommend you go to prophecyclub.com. Get yourself a Berkey water filter. So if you want it, we suggest you go to prophecyclub.com. You click right here where it says Berkey's. This is what it looks like. Currently, all Berkey's are in stock. The one I have is this guy right here. It's the crown. It has eight filters. I recommend you get as much as you can afford and also recommend you get some extra filters. That's at prophecyclub.com. What is wrong with this? You say, well, it's a piece of bread. You're right. It's a piece of bread I took out of... This loaf. This loaf is a one-pound loaf, and there's something missing from this bread. Even though it says it is whole wheat, there's still something missing from this and almost all of the bread you're eating. See, the story was in 1860, the smart humans decided that they were going to outstrip God and that they could figure out a way where the flour would not spoil because once you break the wheat berry, then it begins to spoil, and in seven to ten days, it's got mold. So they figured out how they could be smarter than God. We're going to take out the outside shell and then the wheat germ. We're only going to use the white powder part of the wheat. And that doesn't spoil 
And they're right. You can put it in a bag. Five years later, it's still there. But then, of course, there's something else they removed. And that is most. Now, not all, but most of the nutrition. So then they had to pass all of these laws saying you got to put niacin, you got to put vitamins, you got to do this, put all of this into the... So why not just use what God made? So the difference between this and what I made is this. That's the difference in my bread, whole wheat bread, versus what you buy in the store. The bigger slice here, this is actually cherry, cinnamon, uh, honey, and vanilla mixed together. And I made this. So when you make your own homemade bread, you can make it flavor any way. You want jalapeno? You got it. You want to have uh, seeds, sesame seeds, however you want to, you can make it. But the big advantage to making your own home wheat, whole wheat bread is that it's probably the cheapest way to, to have long-term storage food because most of your long-term storage food companies cost nine to $10,000 per person per year. But at Joseph's Kitchen, they can show you how to feed your family for about $1,000 per person per year, and it's whole wheat. Okay, so what is whole wheat over the regular wheat? Well, you remember the seven years of plenty followed by the seven years of famine of Joseph and the Pharaoh. Well, that meant that the whole world lived off of wheat for seven years. Now, I don't think that we, maybe Jesus said, you may man should not live by bread alone, meaning you should have other things that you should eat. However, about the closest thing out there that'll feed you not only good tasting, but also nutrition for your body is wheat. And so we recommend you go to josephskitchen.com. When you go there, you got to get two things. One is you have to get a machine package. That's the items that you need to actually physically make the bread. It's a wheat grinder where you put the wheat in. 30 seconds later, you have flour. You put it into a bread machine with six other ingredients. Push about two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice, hot, steaming loaf of wonderful that you made whole wheat bread. Slice that up. We can pre- the slicer is even included. The beakers, everything. it's everything you need to make bread. Then you decide how much food you want to have. You want to have food for six people one year, four people one year, two people one year. You place your order, and they have it in stock. Because most of these long-term storage food places, they're out. Uh, Some of them are two or three months. Some of them are even longer behind in filling their orders. But at Joseph's Kitchen, they can ship within two or three days. And they ship around the world. Go to josephskitchen.com. I'm telling you that the prophecies say there's about to be a food shortage and if you want to listen to what God's trying to warn us about, then you'll get this long-term storage food. So Terry Saga with CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. What is going on in the world? Why should they call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com today? Well, we are having an unusual strength in the dollar. So what that's doing is bringing down the precious metal prices, which is a great buying opportunity. But we have to understand the strength is because the European currency is collapsing below parity and it's getting worse. But what we have to watch indication of is the dollar is not going to absolutely collapse until the euro collapses. So if we see the European currency completely collapse, we got two weeks to get our money out of the banking system in the United States. But right now it's not, but it is so weak. Take advantage of it because the dollar strength is, in, is incredibly artificial. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com.
cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Give them a call. Start talking to them today. It didn't cost anything to call. Cornerstoneassetmetals.com. 888-747-3309. 888-747-3309. 